This podcast is brought to you by the West Gold Cake, Bake and Sweets Show at Sydney Showground from the 22nd to the 24th of September. Hello, welcome to Little Pudding Bake Chat, a podcast for bakers, cakers and eaters, where I talk to my favourite bakers about life and how they work their magic. I'm Larissa Huntington. I'm the baker behind Little Pudding in Sydney, Australia. And I once ruined an entire batch of vanilla bean Italian meringue buttercream by liberally adding white oil-based colouring without tasting it first. When I did try it, it was like I dipped a teaspoon in rancid oil. The whole mixture was ruined and I had to start again. It was a costly, frustrating mistake. But here's what I took from it. I now always mix a small portion of colour, whether oil or gel-based, into my buttercream or ganache and taste it. Yes, chef. I no longer use white colouring. Instead, I use a pale butter and whip it for around 10 minutes until it's near white. And I manage the expectations of my wedding couples early by explaining that I don't use chemicals to whiten cakes, only butter. And a great natural butter I've found is West Gold. Made on the west coast of New Zealand's South Island, West Gold butter has a lovely rich flavour and it only has two ingredients, cream and salt. It's the perfect butter for bakers. For the next couple of weeks, I'm excited to be partnering with the West Gold Cake, Bake and Sweets show to bring you three episodes of Bake Chat with fantastic bakers who'll be presenting on stage or teaching workshops in Sydney. They're all innovators in their field and mad creative geniuses, and I'm super thrilled to be talking to them about their work. Today, my guest is Lena from Savvy Cakes. Lena is an excellent fondant cake artist, and she talks me through how she came to baking and fell in love with fondant through making her kids' birthday cakes. Her business now includes a product range, merch, and classes, and she tells me how an appearance at a live show identified the need for a new product that she then went away and designed, and now she's won awards for. She's a superstar, but she also has her bad days, and one of them too involved a colouring incident. Hard relate, Lena. Hi, Lena. Thanks so much for coming on Little Pudding Bake Chat. It's really nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. Um, Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So how's your morning been? Have you been up to much? It's been a little bit hectic this morning. I've had a few um, few things going on with orders and then we're fully in prep mode for cake, bacon, sweets next weekend. So I feel like I've got a thousand tabs open at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I'll bet. Too many tabs open in your brain. That's it. Yeah. Shut up yeah. <laughs> okay, so can you tell me a little bit about Savvy Cakes and what you do? Yeah, so um, I started cake decorating when my twins were turning one um, for their first birthday. Their birthday's over the Christmas New Year break, so there wasn't a cake shop open at the time and, you know, I was going to have to figure it out one way or another. Um, for every year subsequent to that too, not just their first birthday. So, and it wasn't just one cake, it was two. So it was kind of a hobby with the Women's Weekly books in the beginning. And then I went to, uh, Planet Cake back in the day of the Planet Cake classes in Sydney. And was just uh, yeah, that yeah. was the first time I ever put fondant on a cake. And I ended up doing just about every course there at the time. So 
became really, I guess, highly trained in that sort of um, cake, um, the ganache and the fondant, and sort of started a business not long after that. So, Did you grow up baking much as a kid? Like where's the, who were your early baking influences? No, packet white wings. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was it. Like it wasn't – I was always creative. Um, yeah. always like a crafty kind of kid, not athletic at all, which is now evident in my two girls as well because they're exactly the same as me. So, yeah, I guess more of a crafty sort of arty-farty sort of kid um, which led me to cake decorating. Tell me about that first cake that you did make for your twins. What um, what was it? It was the, the Women's Weekly Butterflies with the Smarties along the, the border colours. I did two of those with lots of help from my mum as well. So, um, and then it was just, yeah, whenever there was a, a cake to be made, I made one. And so you said you've done a, a couple of courses with, it's Paris Cutler, wasn't it, with Planet Cake? Yeah, back in the day, no longer um, sort of in existence, I guess, but at the time, in, in its in its time, it was just, you know, amazing. Yeah, I've got her book. She's got really great mud cake recipes, actually, that I still use. Um, okay, so your business has evolved now to include so much more than cake. Can you talk a little bit about what you also offer? Yeah, so um, I am still taking orders here and there. I've kind of had a, a period of in the last sort of little while since, well, post-COVID, I guess, um, of not taking so many orders. Uh, still am taking them here and there. I've also got a product which has um, really been sort of developed in the last 12 months, which is going really well. I've also um, designed merch like T-shirts and stuff for bakers. Um, I'm teaching cake decorating a lot more, doing a lot more sort of demonstrating at shows, teaching at different cake shows as well. So there's a lot going on constantly, but I love it. Tell me a little bit about that product. So it's called Cover Up? Yeah, so the product is Cover Up. Um, it was actually born out of a demo I did at the um, the cookie show in Adelaide last year and I was using a product that we would usually use which wasn't food safe, um, you know, I've been using it for years from back in the Planet Cake day and I can't, a lot of people were coming up to me after the demo and asking me about it and wanting to touch it and feel it. I was kind of like I should like see what I can do to make this this product food safe because no one has put it out onto the market. So just sort of chatted to some people and who I knew in the industry would, you know, be able to help me with developing a product and all of that stuff because it's nothing that I've ever done before. And finally got there and, and got it out into the world, took it to um, the SoFlo KHI in Miami earlier this year. That was kind of the first, the first sale of it, um, I guess, was in Miami. And then it's just kind of rolled on from there. So, Last week um, there was another product release called Flower Up, which is if you're piping buttercream flowers and using baking paper squares on your nails, um, you can actually use the same product rather than using baking paper um, on your flower nails. The original cover-up is being used probably more more widely for rolling cookie dough. So um, those that don't know, it was developed for keeping your fondant from drying out too quickly. And then we kind of fell into this, oh, well, what if we can roll cookie dough between two sheets of it? So now all the cookies are, are using it for that, which is amazing. Yeah. Well, I know myself, I generally go through so much baking paper. So it's really an environmental saver as well as like it makes sense um, for your back pocket. Yeah, 
Absolutely, yeah, which is what I love about it. So how in the beginning, where on earth do you start when you think there's a need for this? I know what I, I think it should look like, but what was the first step to get it developed? Figuring out what it was, I guess, um, and then figuring out a, a rough size. And, I mean, it's still still kind of trial and error. I cover it. So I've got mini sizes coming out as well because people are like, oh, well, can we get it smaller? And some people have said, can I get it bigger and things like that. So um, that's always something that's kind of in the back of my mind. But, yeah, a lot of a lot of research and talking, talking to a few different people in the industry who kind of know more than what I do. Um, getting advice on that sort of thing. Even just getting it manufactured, like where on earth would you start? Do you Is it manufactured locally or is it uh, overseas? No, it comes from overseas um, and it's packaged here. I package them all myself. So, Oh, fantastic. Every single one is hand rolled. <laughs> Jeez, no wonder you got not enough hours in the day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I get those teenagers to put to good use, time put to good use. Oh yes, yes. Well, that's good because mine are useless. They um, they can't even <laughs> fold boxes. <laughs> um, okay, so you'll be appearing soon at Sydney's West Gold Cake Bacon Sweets show. Can you talk about what you're going to be doing there? Yeah, sure. So it's um a little under two weeks away, which is exciting. So I will be. Flitting around everywhere. So um, I will be demonstrating for the Australian Cake Decorating Network's Cake TV stage, um, I think on the Friday and the Sunday, and then all three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'll be demonstrating for uh, Moorish Cakes. So I don't know if you know Monica from Moorish Cakes. Monica, yeah. She's booked me in on her, on her desk. Um, and also Custom Cookie Cutters um, will have space there as well for uh, for their decorators to to demonstrate their skills as well. So I'm lucky enough to have been invited to demonstrate there as well. So, yeah, it's really exciting. I'm wearing lots of hats across the course yeah. weekend and demonstrating lots of different things, but it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, all of your skills on show. Um, what sort of thing will you be doing for the Cake Decorating Network? Are you doing a cake? Yeah, so that will be um, a cake. We'll be using cover-up, showing um, the audience how that works in regards to covering fondant with it. Um, so, yeah, probably something roughly and girly with that one. So it'll be exciting. Lovely. And what about the the cookies? What sort of things are you be doing there? Have you got a pre-design? I do. I've got two. <laughs> so for custom cookie cutters, have a lot of collabs with different um, artists, artists um, around uh, the place designing cutters and cutter sets and things like that. So I'll actually be demonstrating the sweet pea range, um, which are, I don't know if you've seen them, but um, they're designed by Alana at Sweet Pea up in Noosa. And she designs things like little puppy faces. And I think I'm doing the dog and the, or the bee and the reindeer, but they're like, you can add ears to cakes and, and put their little face on it. It's the whole cutter set to make your cake into a puppy or into a bucket yeah. or something like that. So yeah, I'm oh, gorgeous. Gonna go that angle, um, and some wafer paper for Monica as well. So, you so you're a fondant girl. Do you still like to work with that predominantly, or? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I love. I love to to. Um, probably my favorite is, you know, give me a chocolate mud cake with kuvacha ganache and fondant any day, and I'll I'll whip something up. That's that's my absolute favorite. 
while you're at the show, is there anything that you recommend? So for people, say, going for the first time, can you give them some tips about what not to miss? I would say definitely if you see your favourite cake person, don't be afraid to say hello or people that you've got friendships with online or something that if you, you know, if you're following them or something and you're always commenting, make sure that you go and say hello, ask them for a photo because they're really not, they're really not celebrities. They're just average people and they get really excited when you ask for a photo. So definitely approach them. Don't be afraid to approach um, anyone at all that you see. I would say go with what you're interested in, but don't be afraid to talk to people. Like ask the questions if you're watching demos at different um, different stands and things like that. Get in their ear while they're demonstrating and really, really pump them for info because that's what we're there for. Yeah, good tip. So you must have made some amazing cake buddies through your travels and stuff. Yeah, I've got, I've, I've got some. <laughs> yeah. Is that one of the perks of, of um, travelling around to shows is that you get to sort of hang with your with your friends who understand what you do? Oh, absolutely. It's not even so much about – I shouldn't say it's not so much about the work because it is about the work, but the catch-ups are a, a huge perk of, of just being able to see everybody and, and get together and have a chat and a catch-up and, you know, even the other Sydney-based decorators, it's a bit sad that we don't have catch-ups that aren't cake-related. You know, it's like it's it's got to be at a cake show um, to see them sometimes. So, But it's good. I'm really, we're really lucky that we've, we've got that kind of bond I guess that we can catch up at these shows every once in a while and and work together and have fun together so yeah there's a couple of girls in um Melbourne who started up a networking group called Bake Babes should um look them up because they go around not just Melbourne but Sydney too and sort of try and get groups of cake bakers together to talk about stuff it's really good it's a good initiative with uh, exhibiting at these shows, I mean, I freak out just trying to deliver wedding cakes locally. How do you get really big cakes to these events, particularly if they're not local? Um, in parts. <laughs> it's a, yeah. In different parts and put them together. Um, a lot of, look, a lot of it just to to blow the lid off for people who aren't in the know is a lot of it would be styrofoam, so it's not really cake a lot of the time anyway. Um, we still have to be careful with them, but the styro is a little bit more hardy, I guess, than if it was real cake. It's not susceptible so much to weather. And we'd be nice to the people who are driving interstate because we ask them for space in their car to, to take our stuff. So, yeah, um, a lot of it is is logistic, can be a logistical nightmare, but it's, yeah, it's – it's playing nice logistically too. So. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, having a small business can really take over. How do you manage the juggle between your business and your life outside of it? Um, I think the balance is I think at times that there is no balance, if that makes sense. So there will be days where like I'm coming off – Yesterday was my seventh day of cake, um, so today I feel like I need a break, but I'm straight back in the kitchen doing it. But then having said that, I think, oh, well, I, you know, I'll get myself to this weekend and have the weekend off and then it will be full swing for for cake show. So I think 
scratching yourself out of the diary at times is is the only way that you can do it whether or not you've got it's got to be a weekend or sometimes it'll be a weekday where not so much now because my kids are teenagers but when they were younger it'd be like oh I just need to go to the Westfields today and have a wander and a coffee and a just some time out just to do something like that and switch my brain off from cake so I think you've got to you've got to just schedule that time in for yourself yeah good advice Hey, um, can you tell me about any particular favourite, it's probably like choosing a favourite child, but any particular favourite cakes of yours that you've made? Um, I've got a couple of favourites. The first one that comes to my first favourite was in actually a planet cake class, um, which was a three-tier inverted cake, which was just, yeah, gush-worthy, I thought, at the time. And I used it on my flyer um, for my business, so that was a really beautiful um, black, grey and white design that I did. Um, other ones have been, I think my personal favourites are the ones where I've just been able to play and do sort of my style rather than the ones that I've been asked to do to look like, you know, like people, like client cakes. So it's not always what what you would do when you're asked to do a certain style or a certain theme or colour scheme or something like that. So I guess... My real favourites are the ones where it's kind of me in cake form and what, what I like to see, I guess. Yeah. Just, I don't know. It kind of happens organically like that too. Sometimes you don't set out for a cake to look the way it ends up, but the way it ends up is, you know, you love it at the end because you've just had that time to go and fiddle with it and play and change things. So they're probably my favourites, yeah. Yeah. What are your favourite um, flavour combos? if you had to choose one yourself? Oh, I'm a chocolate girl. Yeah. Give me chocolate. So if you were getting married again, what would you choose for your wedding cake? When I did get married actually, which is like 16, 17 years ago, we actually had a Jaffa-flavoured mud cake. Ooh, which that I sounds good. like really underrated as far as flavours go, that chop orange. Yeah. No, I love it. Not always my first choice until I eat it and go, oh, my gosh, this is delicious. Like, Yeah. Like that was that was I remember that just being mind blowingly good. Not that I made it because I didn't make cakes back then. So yeah, probably something like that. I think uh, I always I always tell clients too: if you want your cake to be eaten, it's got to be chocolate or you know white chocolate or vanilla type thing because it's it's the most popular. It will always be eaten. So. Yeah, crowd pleaser. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah. Do you make your own birthday cakes? Not every year, no. Um, I don't. My last, my last birthday cakes that I made were for my fortieth a few years ago, and I made myself three. <laughs> oh, we had, I had three sort of matching cakes. Oh yeah, like the the complimentary trio kind oh, of thing. They weren't all boarded together like that, but there were three of them. So, and actually, that one of those was a cherry ripe mud cake, and that was delicious. Nice. Yeah, that sounds good. So, yum. <laughs> Okay, and what about any um, cake fails over your career? Have you had any spectacular disasters or anything? I I have. I've managed to fix them all. None of them none of them have ever been seen by clients' eyes, um, which is always good. There was one that I was delivering locally that the client had sent me a picture, and I did similar to the picture, but then didn't go back and read the invoice until afterwards. The picture was all like black and white, but it was meant to be shades of blue, like navy blue and white. 
So I had. Oh, so she said, I want that style, but this colour. And I didn't change the colour. So until, yeah, later on, even to the point where I took photos of it here or in my home, took photos of it and then looked at the invoice to figure out what time to deliver it and went, oh, I've made it the wrong colour. So thankfully it was buttercream, so I scraped it all back and redid it. So Did it again, wow. Yeah, she, she doesn't know. <laughs> I know. Look, often the only um, thing that it costs us having mistakes like that, unless you drop it or something, but I've, I've never done that touch wood. But, yeah, it's usually just the cost is just in time. That's all. As long as you've factored it in, you're all good. <laughs> but anyway. Okay, so while you're working, do you have anything on in the background? Do you have any podcasts or uh, music or TV? Sometimes I will do a TV show, not often. Sometimes I will. I'll put on like a light comedy like The New Girl or 30 Rock or something that I've seen before that you can just listen to and not have to really watch it while you're working. Other than that, um, at the moment it's been Taylor Swift constantly. (laughs) So, um, or just the radio some days as well. Yeah. So with a couple of girls, did you try and get tickets for Eras? I managed to get. I managed you to got get them. Tickets, so I got tickets for myself and my daughter. Oh well done! You're only the second person I've spoken to that that mm-hmm. um, managed it. Yeah, and I've spoken to a lot of people who wanted them. <laughs> um, okay, what I ask everybody is: if you're moving and you won't be able to get your favourite kitchen tool in your new country. What are you taking with you? My rolling pin. Can I have two? They're simple. Um, my rolling pin, which I take everywhere with me, and probably just a paring knife is what I use. Paring knife? Yeah, just a regular. What, for trimming fondant and stuff? I'll use it for everything. So, yeah. Cool. Okay, let's dream a little. If um, money was no object, what does your ideal next couple of years look like? Um, I would really love to be able to go to, I guess, apply to teach at more shows. I have applied to teach at SoFlow again um, in 2024, so hopefully that will come off, fingers crossed. Um, Just to be able to continue to travel with Cape I think would be amazing Um, and probably to focus more so on the teaching side of it, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been wonderful to speak to you. Well done on everything, particularly the cover-up. That's an incredible product and, you know, it's really cool that you've been able to diversify and identify a need that was out there and make good on it. It's really, really great. And um, good luck at the Cake, Bake and Sweet show. I hope you get everything done beforehand. Thank you. I hope to see you there. Are you going to make it in there one day? Yeah, definitely. Sure am. Oh. Come and uh, heckle me while I'm demonstrating. <laughs> Totes, will do. All right. Um, it's been great to meet you. Thank you so much. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Lena. Go and say hi to her at the West Gold Cake, Bake and Sweet Show, where you can buy her clever product, Cover Up, to protect your fondant and roll out your cookies. You'll be doing something good for the environment as well as your bottom line. 
I'll put links to Lena's socials and the Savvy Cakes website in the show notes. To see all the cakes we've talked about on the show, follow along at Little Pudding Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And I'd love it if you'd share the podcast with all the bakers in your life. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time for some more Bake Chat.